What is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Breathe and Air podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. I'm your host, Mason Bendigo, and thank you all so much for tuning in to another week. This week is something special. We have a good friend of mine, someone who started his podcast journey around the same time that I did, and to watch the growth that he has now achieved as a top 1% podcast in the world, interviewing people from the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, Tom Bilyeu, and the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez. Danny has since teamed up with the sharpest analytics platforms for NFTs, the Lucky Trader headquarters, and is now hosting the Lucky Trader podcast that is all circled around NFTs and the landscape that it has become and will continue to become. If you want to hear more from Danny, you can go find him on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Danny Miranda. And you can also find Lucky Trader on Twitter at Lucky Trader HQ. Go check out the Danny Miranda podcast that is available wherever you consume your podcast. As always, if y'all haven't followed us on our Instagram page at Breathe and Air Podcast on Instagram, go check us out where we keep you up to date with everything new that is going on with the podcast. You can find us on Twitter as well at Breathe and Air Pod. If you want something real, authentic, and just a straight up banger of a conversation, look no further than what you're about to get right now. We went straight off the cusp. I have kept up with what Danny has been doing and no notes were needed. The notepad was closed and we just dove in to a plethora of topics all focused around what helps us optimize our lives, where we see the future and how we believe we can help along the way. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. Share this with someone. If you enjoyed it, go follow Danny, check out his amazing content and leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, thank y'all so much for the constant support. It means the world to me. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Coming in from the city that never sleeps, the Big Apple, New York, Mr. Danny Miranda. (laughs) Today. Yo, yo, yo. We're coming back and you're going to be a fly on the wall for me. And, you know, top 1% podcaster in the world who's talked to a lot of extreme high performers, Mr. Danny Miranda, host of the Danny Miranda podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to be back here, my friend. Thank you for having me and just a, a great environment to be in. I'm, I'm so happy to be here with the nice painting you got in the background. And for those not watching, he's got an incredible, incredible photo behind him should be meant as an NFT. And just exciting to be NFT. back. This guy has NFTs on the brain. I think I should preface with this, though, for anyone that's uh, watching or listening. These are my notes for today's show. <laughs> We're about to create those notes. <laughs> so here's why. And Danny knows this. I'm the biggest planner when it comes to researching all my guests. But I feel like I've been part of Danny's journey the last year. You know, we started this journey of podcasting and searching for our higher selves and how we can make a difference in this world around a similar time. And so it's been awesome to see the growth that Danny has had through the show and through the impact that he's making. And I went back and listened to the first episode that we did together. I think it was like the 40th episode I did 
uh, at the end of 2020. So weird times, really weird times. But yeah, I was sitting here thinking, okay, like I could write down these questions, but I already know in my head and I just want to shoot the shit with you and have some fun. I think people are going to love it. Amazing. Well, I love that because the best conversations to me happen when you have some pre-existing knowledge about the person and I've followed their journey closely, but then you just let whatever happens happen. So very cool. So you mentioned Jimmy behind me being an NFT. You just launched a new podcast, The Lucky Trader Show as well, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, so NFTs has been something that you have been diving into deeply lately. How did you get into this? I got into it because I've always been fascinated by where we're going. And I've always been ear to the ground, close to thinking about where is culture moving and how is it moving and how is society going to transform? When I was 13 years old, I was writing blogs. And when I was 15 years old, you know, I've always been interested in how people communicate and how we are going to communicate. Like that has been the through line throughout my life. So now taking that a little further is the through line is going to be NFTs and how we're going to communicate digitally. And we, we communicate digitally through Instagram. We communicate digitally through Twitter. We are going to start to communicate with our artwork, artwork and the artwork is going to start to resemble us and have our identity in it. And so it just fascinated me. At first, I was like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense to me. Then a little bit more exposure, more exposure. It clicked in that we have physical representations of us all around us. That painting is a physical representation, but we never have had a way to do so digitally. I could talk about this stuff all day long, so oh, I'll stop there. But uh, yeah, it's no, I actually really like it. It's super interesting for anyone that's listening. Uh, it is the 20th of October. Bitcoin just hit an all-time high today. So wow. Crypto's on the brain and the metaverse and all this digital landscape that is coming to the forefront for all of us. And we're all just watching it unfold. It's really crazy. And it's, I was sitting here thinking like, what an exciting time it is to be alive and a part of a new evolution of how we interact with each other. That's, it's just pretty amazing to think about. It is crazy because at first you had digital screens alone And that was crazy. And then you can connect with people. And so it's like, obviously the next stage is going to be sending money and and using money using those digital screens. So I'm fascinated by it. I am. And then the next step on top of that is the identity. Your identity becomes attached to the the screens in some way. So, dude, I don't know what is going to happen, but I know (laughs) that what is happening right now is exciting me a lot. And the reason for that is because I feel as if I'm in on a secret that the world doesn't know yet. And that is really fun for me personally, because it feels like this is where the future is going, but not everyone knows it yet. Yeah, no, I agree. That is, it's exciting to feel part of community, you know, but then at the, at the next level of it, it's like, this is something that I really believe in on top of that. Um, I think that's what has fueled Bitcoin. That's what's fueled, yeah. um, you know, this digital revolution with technology. I was listening to Pomp Pompliano. I think it's his last name. I'm Anthony probably, Pompliano. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Pomp. He was talking today with someone about the metaverse on like a Twitter live, and it's just crazy to think about. I mean, we're already, you know, surging that way with 
phones and we've already almost become, you could say slightly AI because of the phone that's attached to us that has all of the knowledge in it. You know, we pre-download so much of this stuff. It has our card information and that's a whole different rabbit hole to get into. But like, it's just crazy how technology and humans are merging. I think that we just need to do it. I don't know if there's a way to do it right. Is there? I don't know. I don't know. And I think it's inevitable in some respect. So you have two options, right? You can either say, like, I don't want to listen to this. I'm going off into forest in the woods and I'm going to get away from technology entirely. And there was a part of me that genuinely thought about doing that yeah. a couple of years ago. But there's if you don't take that route, you could take the route of, listen, this is going to tra- transform society, whether you want it to or not. And along the ride or, or don't, but it's going to happen regardless. And so I think that is the big takeaway for me on, on where we're going is like, it doesn't matter if we want it to happen or not. Yeah, you know, like people are going to transfer digital assets. People are going to make a digital identity based on art. Like that's just an inevitability from my perspective. And yeah, it's crazy. I think about, you know, how we met. I think about how we've created mm-hmm. and garnished a community online. Um, and I, I mentioned this to my girlfriend the other day. I'm sitting there thinking like she's telling me about somebody that she knows that has been going through stuff. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, I wish I could help as many people as possible. And it's you get in our little community. Uh, I think we talked about this on our last podcast where social media, I just totally, you know, flipped through everything and got rid of all the junk, anything that wasn't serving me. And I highly suggest anybody do that that hasn't already, but go filter through that stuff. And now I've built this community of like-minded individuals, people who inspire me, uh, friends, you know, really close, close friends now. So I'm just thinking like, it's wild what happens when you remove yourself from all that and you don't realize how the rest of the world really thinks and that you're a minority and you're thinking with a lot of these things. Hmm. And it's, it's exciting because you're completely in control of that, of those inputs that come in. It's like you can shoot, but the problem is we don't often question it, right? We don't often question, you know, I'm following all the same people from high school or whatever and that's that energy is is taking from me in some respect and it might not be but it might also be that you don't, might not need to know who what your high school acquaintances baby looks like right yeah. like so that's taking energy away from you so one of the things that I did was I just set up a new profile and and started to on Instagram at least and started to just consume on that profile because I was finding myself drawn to all these people that I didn't know or have contact with in the past five, 10 years. And it's like, if I'm going to contact them and if I'm going to communicate with them, great, follow them, see what's going on in their life. But if not, it's like some of these people you just decided to follow once 10 years ago, and now you still follow them. And it's like, oh my God, you know what that person's ex-boyfriend looks like like that's crazy <laughs> if you think about it right like that's yeah. taking up space in your brain everything we consume takes up space in our brain so yeah i think that's tremendous what you did and it takes a level of awareness to 
set up a new profile or to remove all the inputs that aren't necessary. So kudos to you, man. That's yeah. incredible. For anyone that doesn't know who Danny Miranda is and how you got here, give us a little bit of the backstory as to how you started this whole thing and the people that you've been able to interact with along the way. Yeah. So, wow. It's Where crazy, start, right? Where to <laughs> start? <laughs> Where do I start, man? Um, so I guess I'm a 26-year-old professional podcaster, content creator. Um, I'm working for Lucky Trader, which is an NFT company and NFT analytics, NFT media, and NFTs are just digital assets that you can buy, sell, trade, similar to the painting on the wall. But anyway, how did I get to that point, right? <laughs> and I guess the a, a good place to start would be a year prior or a little more than a year prior when... I started having phone calls with people on Twitter. I put out on Twitter, who wants to talk on the phone? And I'd have these tremendous phone conversations with people, similar to this one, right? Just talking to people, learning about people, seeing what, what they're about, what do they care about? And so often I would hear from people at the end of those phone calls, I probably had like 20 or 30. So often people said, man, that was one of the best phone calls I've ever had. And I said to myself, man, this pro- person, did they, this is incredible. Like, how do they feel this way? Like, this is amazing. So, so often people would say that. So I said, let's record these conversations. The recorded conversations turned into a podcast. I started putting out this podcast three times a week because I enjoyed the process of conversation so much. I got to speak to people like yourself. I got to speak to people like Gary Vaynerchuk, people like James Altucher, people like Tom Bilyeu. It's some of my heroes, right? Like people I followed for years and years and years. And then we get to a point in September where Lucky Trader comes to me and says, you know, we want you to create a podcast. We want you to create content for us. You built a huge platform and a big audience. Let's take that and let's deploy it to teaching people about NFTs. Let's deploy it to building a new podcast. So I just said, yes, like I'm interested. I love this stuff. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Let's do it. Like, and so my job is now to create content and just started by doing the right thing over and over again in September of 2020. And a year later, here we are. And it's like the universe works out in a magical way. It really does. And I'm sitting thinking about our past conversations and, you know, drawing what we wanted and how we envisioned ourselves a year ago from now. And then looking back, it's just like, like this stuff actually works that we're talking about the habits that have been created, you know, the subconscious priming, meditation, all these things that we've talked about that we practice on a consistent basis can literally change your life. And I think that, you know, you're walking proof of that for those who haven't ever dabbled in meditation. I know it's another thing that you're passionate about. And I know that it was a big catalyst for a lot of your success and vision. Walk us through your, uh, you know, your experiences with meditation, how it's really helped you. Yeah. So for me, meditation is the cornerstone habit of everything, of this lucky trader job, of NFTs, of every, like anything I do, it's a result of first starting to meditate two years ago. So what, what do I do? I sit down, I have a timer, set it for 20 minutes and focus on my breath or nothingness, whatever comes to mind. And and I just let it be. And I watch myself and I get to a place of peace. And sometimes I get, I don't get to a sense of peace. And it's just like, a time to check in with myself. And doing that daily has been the most important thing that 
has ever occurred in my short life because my whole life was externally facing. So this is a time for me to go internally facing, evaluate myself, look at myself and come to a new place of, damn, like life is, life is amazing. Like life is, is what it is. So yeah, meditation is, is critical. Absolutely critical. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's your time to shut all of the outside noise off and connect with another realm that exists that we have really deprived ourselves from totally. in today's society. And I mean, I, I could be the example of not being consistent at it sometimes, but I know it's like, it's this thing that I've realized whenever you actually get to the place that you feel fully aligned, you want to call it flow. You want to call it values, meeting purpose, whatever it may be, you are in alignment. Like you feel joy, real joy in what you're doing. And then you step out of that alignment. You feel it. (laughs) 100%. And when you start and, and, and sorry to cut you off. What was, what's so important to me is when you find that alignment, not to let it go because so often you feel aligned and in purpose and and I'm flowing with life. And then I'm like, yo, life is great. I don't need to tell myself I love myself anymore. I don't need to meditate, right? And I'll, I'll be inconsistent. And then it's like, whoa, what got you to this point? What got you to this point is doing the practice. And you do the practice, whether it's bad or it's good, and keep going, right? Yeah. Have you had that problem too? Or like, is it just a me thing? When you feel feeling good, when it's aligned, you it's easy to get distracted because you're winning. Winning mm-hmm. is sometimes harder than losing. Yeah, no, it is. I definitely, I get that because when you're losing and you're in the dirt a lot, there's like this chip on your shoulder and you're just like gritting your teeth and you're like, and you're doing the extra things. You're paying attention to the details and then things start flowing to you and, and you're, you're attracting things to you. You start getting some W's under your belt, you start eating a little more and your (laughs) pants get tight. And then you're like, Oh, this is kind of uncomfortable. Like then you realize all right, I got to get back to it. But it is exactly. easy. It is easy to fall off the path. I mean, and it's okay to. I think exactly. that's the thing too. You can't 100%. like beat yourself up about it. Because I've been there too where, you know, shame gets involved and you're like, "Ah, I know better. I know better." Um, but I think the fact that you can say I know better means you're showing progress because what I want people to realize is I remember when I did I wasn't aware of the fact of what I was doing. And that is the first step, I think, to helping yourself find that fulfillment is being aware of what's serving you, what's not, who is, what food, what habits, practices. When you become aware of that and you feel that alignment, then you can't forget that feeling. And that's really, I think, what's been part of my goal, my mission is for people to feel that so that they can do with it what they want but they know what it feels like to be in alignment in life. It is the best feeling when your daily actions are aligned with the person you want to be. Oh man, oh man, I pray that everybody gets to experience that because it is a magical feeling. And I feel it in this moment, right? It's like the the result of that is energy. It's excitement and people can feel it and they say, what is going on with that person? I say that to myself when I've I see people that are just energy, full of life. It's like their actions in this moment are aligned with the person they want to be. And then they are excited. And it's like, man, that's the best feeling to witness and be a part of. Yeah. 
I, I think that, you know, there's little things that are put into our life sometimes as reminders too. I was, I got in the sauna today and I remember driving to the gym and I was like, you know, you're just kind of sometimes getting like a haze and you're like just floating through space and you're like not present, right? You're just in your head or you're somewhere else. I was definitely there on the way to the gym, get a pretty good workout in, get in the sauna. This dude's, this dude's in there just cut up shredded. And he's like, I could tell he'd been in there a little bit. And he's like, you know, doing some, um, muscle scraping with this little tool and we get to talking and basically this dude was like all about breath work meditation, no way. Like all about, um, you know, serving others, helping others, his whole thing. I was like, basically asking him like what his practices are to get jacked. Cause he was shredded. And he's like, dude, honestly, I just get um, I get really fit. So people look at me and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And so I can tell them that I meditate, bro. I'm like, what? I kid you not. That is what I think about when I go to the gym. I think about that serving as a way for people to understand the practices that are so foundational <laughs> to me. And so when they look at me and when I meet them for the first time, it is a way for people to say, okay, that guy's fit, but it's a trust mechanism. You trust that guy more because he's jacked. Oh, he's put in the work. And it's like not a, it's not just um, like a surface level thing. Like it's real. Like he's yeah. put in the work. And so I trust him more because he's put in the work. And so he has a deeper message though that he wants to share. And that is powerful. Respect yeah. to that dude. I think the same exact stuff on the daily. It was crazy. And he was like, yeah, I stopped wearing shoes like a couple, a little while ago, he's like, my feet feel so much better. He's mm. like, I carry around lacrosse balls so that when people ask me these questions, I can like give them lacrosse balls so that they can roll their feet out and like release tension and stuff. He's like, cause your feet get tired. So think about the end of the day, you want to lay down. It's cause your feet is like, has a bunch of nerves in it, sending signals to your body and your brain. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm Yo, like, could, could and you have them on the podcast? I want to. I told him, I was like, I didn't tell him in the moment because I was like, I'm going to let this ride. Like, I want to have this conversation. So I talked to him for like 30 minutes in the, wow. in the sauna. And then when we got out before we left, I was like, by the way, like I have a podcast, like you'd probably be a really good guest. You should check it out. Cause he on Spotify was telling me he had like these meditation, like hum, like meditations that him and his buddies had uploaded a podcast. And he was like, what's the name of it? And I said, breathe in air. And he just started cracking up. I was like, dude, that was one of those moments. You know, it's just one of those, one of those things that's just happens sometimes. It's wild. Yeah. It's like a little wink from the universe that you're on the right path. And yeah. I feel like the people like that are like sent, you know, like just the connection. And it's just so crazy. You can't explain it. Obviously, this whole thing is about breathing. Your whole thing is about breathing. Like, it's just wild. Very cool. Yeah. I, I'm listening back to our old one and I hear us talking about 75 hard. I have a confession. Still haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm setting the date. I'm doing it. January 1st, 2022. I'm starting the new year. Wow. I'm so excited for you. It so is. There's my proclamation to the world. Everyone wow. that's listening, I can't take it back now. <laughs> I'm holding you to it. Yeah, I can't Bro, back. I think that I'm so excited for you because 
we talk about meditation being foundational. 75 hard with meditation was the unlock for me of becoming the highest version of myself with so many connections, so many synchronicities, so many amazing things happening in that moment. And I attribute a lot to 75 hard. So I'm so excited for you. And I, I think the one thing you should consider is having someone, and it can be me if you'd like, to report to daily of completing the task. I think it just makes, every time I've done that with this program particularly, I've gotten more out of it. I've done it three times, just finished my third time. Full, and all the way? All, all the way, way yeah, of course. All the way, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't half-ass things here. <laughs> but, but the second time I did it was without accountability or without reporting daily to someone. And I definitely got more out of it the first and the third time I did it. And I think that's because the accountability aspect is so critical. And a lot of people who I've suggested the program to have not completed it because it, from my perspective, it seems like they didn't have accountability to anyone. So accountability is the secret sauce, I think, for completing 75 hard. It is. I agree. It's, it's really important. I mean, we were not made to go through this life alone. And especially when you're challenging yourself like that, you have to be held accountable. You know, that's why it, it is so important to surround yourself with people um, that help lift you up, that help keep you accountable, that tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Um, and that's hard sometimes, you know, our ego gets yep. in the way. But if you're coming at it from a right place, you know that it's the best thing for you. Especially because times will get tough and your ego will say to you, oh, you don't need to do this workout. Like, dude, you're good. Like, whatever. You're already jacked. Like, who cares? Yeah. And then you need to have a force that's higher than your ego that is someone you respect. And you're like, well, I can't let down Mason, so I'm going to keep going, you know? Yeah. That's what... I think I want to do it so bad because I don't want to do it. Yes. That I, is... like, resisted it for... <laughs> we talked in December of 2022 and I was like, or 2020, excuse me. And I was like, literally just listening to my, this thought's been in my head for like a month. And before the show, I'm like listening to our old episode and I'm like, yeah, dude, I really want to do 75 hard. I need to do 75 hard. <laughs> it's fucking October 20th, almost about to be a year. And my dumbass still hasn't done it. No, nah, it's all good. Everyone will, will go to the thing that they're supposed to do at the right time. And it's, it's just like, time's going to go, you know, times you could, it's like, what's stopping you? I think. Well, and yeah. also, and also let's go deeper on this because, you know, you said January 1st, what's stopping you from October 21st? Yeah, exactly. I knew you were right? like, that. what's stopping you? Like, let's go there. Uh, other things want to go out holidays mm -hmm. i know i'm gonna be with family and doing yeah. those kind of things so i'm like making the excuse i guess already yeah. <laughs> no no it's fair and listen people have more the the hardest part for me was the drinking right i because... think that's gonna be my hardest part oh uh, it's i'm not think i know <laughs> it's gonna be my hardest part hands down because like i'm i'm really regimented during the week like you won't catch me drinking anything bad drinking anything other than water and like kombucha right. and kefir and like good, all good stuff and i'm gonna work out super hard and i'm gonna be regimented and i'm gonna get my stuff done on the weekends though is when i cut up sometimes so that's gonna be 
but that's what I want. You know, I think what catapulted this was, I also just had a birthday. And so I'm like, man, I'm on the other side of 30 or on the other side of 20 now. And like time is going, like time is not slowing down for anyone. And where can I be utilizing my time better than Mm. doing those things? And so, and how much more progress would I be making in a shorter period of time if I went just balls to the wall all out? And I guess here's how I pose this question to you, because I know you got something, but I go back and forth with, should I have balance versus being like monk-like and all the way there? And I think that there's so much benefit in both, but sometimes recently I'm like, no, shut everything else out. Just put your head down and don't even think and come up for air like a year later and then see what happened. Um, because I don't know, for so long, I've always been like, yeah, I'm super balanced. Like I could still be really healthy and still go out and have fun and blah, blah, blah. But I just think it's time to like, shut all the doors and windows. And like you said, burn the ships. Yeah. Everyone knows the right time for them to do it. I will say I, comp- I moved to New York city. I tried some city foods and burgers and all this stuff. I said to myself, yo, I've been living here two weeks, but I'm not, I can't do this forever. So I, I did 75 hard. And for the past two weeks after I completed it, been having burgers and drinking and it's like I celebrate but like I'm gonna get back on it very soon you know like I'm gonna I'm gonna raise the standard for myself in due time because I can't live like this forever of burgers and alcohol and all this stuff it's not ready for me to jump right back into it but I'm so grateful for having that 75 days of just lockdown Nobody could stop me getting better every day, bro. I, I ran a half marathon for the first time. I've never been a runner. You know what I'm saying? Like I got better. I improved. My mentality got better. My, my life got better as a result. And you're a different per. I was a different person after on day 75 than I was on day one. Mm-hmm. And that's doing it for the third time. Right? So it's like each time the program changes you and I just... I want the you to get to your best version. And so I'm going to call you. I'm definitely going to, I'm going to have to call you throughout probably and be like, tell me not to do it. <laughs> Danny, tell me not to do it right now. I, I think that's, I'm about to crack this course light right now. <laughs> I think that's, it's hard in the first like week or two, maybe, but like you yeah. get used to it and you just like, when was the last time you went out with your friends without drinking? Right. Like, yeah. it, it's just, worth considering and and you might still have a, a better time possibly yeah. so yeah i think i think there's just it's really a time thing like how do you utilize your time like if i wasn't doing that and i wasn't hung over on a sunday or mm-hmm. if i if i got up at 6 a.m still on a saturday and a, and a sunday and i utilized it that time and i'm not demonizing going out i think that i think like there is a lot of ROI in sending it with your boys or like going out to the bars, being in those situations, meeting people like 
doing those things. But I also think you have to listen intuitively to what you feel in that specific moment. And if you're drawing, if you're drawn to it, then don't resist it. Right. As far as like, for me, I have the feeling like Mason, you need to do this. You really need to do this. And so I know I need to, even though I don't want to, I don't want to, I know I need to, but that's like, once again, I think just draws back to the awareness of yourself, being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, all right, I need to be honest with myself first um, to be able to be honest with other people. Like I need to love myself fully first before I can love other people. Like that's how I'm going to be able to serve is by getting right with me before I can do this for everyone else. And tell me, I, I would like to know your opinion on this because as someone who has a platform, right? I know we talk about a lot of similar stuff, but when you have this platform, you feel a sense of responsibility to everybody who has gotten something out of your message that you cannot prove them wrong. And I think that has been one of the most powerful things for me more than anything from this, because it's not about me anymore, right? It's like, I have a bigger audience, if you want to say it, or a bigger purpose for me to be out there doing the wrong things is totally non-reflective of what I'm trying to help people realize And so it's almost like, I feel like I need to hold myself to a higher standard there. Yeah. I always say my audience is my accountability in a very real sense. And especially when I was just getting started on the mission of like putting out three podcasts a week, I said I was going to do it. So whether or not people are listening or not, I feel an obligation to put it out there for the people. And so, especially when I'm talking about these things like meditation and working out and fitness and all this stuff, it's like, I talk about it. I don't just talk about it. I live it, you know, and, and that's an important piece of it. So yeah, it's, um, you talk about, you know, becoming the highest version of yourself. 75 hard is one way to do it. And it's a one <laughs> way to align the words with the actions, which will make the words stronger and you will believe them more and you will be more convicted. My brother asked me the other day, he's like, dude, how do you, it seems like you believe what you believe so strongly. You're very confident in what you believe. I say, yes, because I know it works, or at least I know it works for me. And that is like, of course you're confident if you've done 75 hard and you've done it the real way and the right way. And it's actually changed your life. Of course you're confident in it. Of course you're confident in meditation when you've done it day after day, after day, after day for hundreds of days. And it's helped you. Of course you're confident. Like Confidence comes from doing the right action over and over again and speaking with it. Like you speak with it more confidently because you did it over and over and you know the truth of it. So yeah, that ties loosely into the audience part of it. But having an audience makes me speak about things more confidently because I'm I'm talking about things that I know and believe with deep, deep truth in my own life. Yeah. I think there's a sense of conviction that comes from that too. And knowing that, like we talked about earlier, like, I don't want this feeling for just me. Like, yeah, yeah, it makes me feel good. But what is even more satisfying is seeing how it affects other people's lives. Right. You do 75 hard. And then some person three years from now is listening to this episode and or listening to the episode where you completed it. And they're like, whoa, Mason did it. So let me try it. And you just possibly impacted that person's life because you did it. So there, there's something there too that imagine if I never did 75 hard, 
bro, imagine if I never, if I said, oh, that's a cool program, but X'd out the tab, right? Like what would, what would my life look like? Mm-hmm. What would my life look like if I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it next year. And then I said, oh, wait, I'm going to do it next year. And then I said, oh, wait, no, I'm going to do it next year. Guess what? We're three years down the line now. I don't have a podcast. I don't have a job I love. I don't have enjoyment and passion of every day. Every good thing that I've done has started with meditation 75 hard. Every single thing. So the impacts and lives that I've helped impact are a result of just doing the work. And like, what more could you create? What more could you be? What It's like, you know what you need to do, but yeah. there's some part in you that is resisting that truth. And it's really worth considering why <laughs> and getting deep on that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, Bro, that, beca- yeah. It, it's just like, it's crazy because you push it back three months, but what if someone hears that in three months, you completing it and it's like, wow, Mason did it. Like now I, I want to do it too. And that fucking changes their life. Like that is so yeah. crazy. And so it's not just your life you're playing with anymore. You have an audience, you know it. So I had a show right before you, um, we talked about, you know, death and, leaving a legacy, quote unquote. And he said, you know, we were talking about success and leaving a legacy and what that means. And he was like, I heard it say, uh, said by a stoic that you want to leave a ripple, right? You think about like a big legacy, like Abe, Abe Lincoln or Jay, like all these people that have like huge legacies that are written in the history books, right? When you think about a ripple, it's like, I talk to you, you're inspired. And then you maybe share it with someone and then that person shares it with someone and that person. And then it, it just keeps spreading like wildfire. Uh, it, it's easy to think like, Oh, my life isn't going to have, I'm just a small, small speck, you know, in this huge world that we live in, but it's really not like that. I feel like the more that I am put myself out there, be authentic, be vulnerable and try and draw things near the world becomes really small. Like today, for instance, like everything becomes small and you just start seeing synchronicities and everything. Yeah. The world does become small and it's about, it's crazy because it, it just, anybody could start a journey like that, right? Like anybody could just start recording some conversations. Anybody could mm-hmm. just start putting themselves out there, start spreading their truth. And the, the rewards of that are incredible. When you had to take the leap of faith and say, I'm going to be a full-time podcaster, was there that moment of, hey, I'm going to go all out and do this? When? Was it like, I'm working a job and then you were easing into the podcasting thing? Or was it like, no, let's go, let's jump in? Yeah, I moved back into my parents' house and I was just like, yo, I will make this work or... That's it. Like there was no other question. And it was just like, I'm just going to work and work and work and work and go, go, go. And, you know, things work out. And then, you know, like people see the, the passion, they see the energy, they see, they want that same energy and passion. So there was no fear. There was no fear in all of it. I, I had a lot of trust and love that what I was doing was the right thing. I was going to my gym and my gym was just the recording studio and do it day after day after day. And I knew that there was no other outcome that was possible than success. Because if you go to the gym long enough, you get jacked. 
<laughs> that? I like that. Keep it simple. We really do overcomplicate stuff sometimes. I mean, right. we really, really do. Who have been some of your biggest influences through this journey? Gary Vaynerchuk, Jocko Willink, Tim Ferriss, Mike Posner, Big Sean. Oh, Posner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just I like see you post some Russ stuff. Russ. Oh, Russ is a huge influence. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just people who one create their reality and two who are willing to speak their truth over and over and over and over and over again, right? None of these people just put out content for one year or put out their truth for one year. No, I'm referencing them because they've been doing it for a decade plus in, in all cases. And so do it for a decade plus. It's like, of course, you know, and you just continue to iterate on your process. You continue to get better. You start to get, you start to create your reality in a very real way. And so I admire all of them because they, they've all created their reality and it's just cool to witness. And so they're all inspirations. Yeah. I was listening to Tim Ferriss the other day. It was an older episode about podcasting, actually. Like he was having a conversation with one of his buddies who was starting a show as well, was already a very successful guy. Obviously, Tim's down the line. And it was interesting to hear the way that he approached things and his take on podcasting versus, you know, he was referencing Rogan and how, you know, Rogan's an entertainer. He's a comedian. He's really good. He's a genius with videography uh, naturally. And, you know, the YouTube clips have really helped him. I've seen you cutting those up as well. Um, and then Ferris is like, that's not my lane. Like, yeah. but you look at them both and they're two of the biggest podcasts in the world. And they're both, you know, touching a lot of people and making a big impact, but it's very two different pathways, right? On how they do it. Ferris is like, yeah, dude, like I got this and I got a mic and a few other things. I rarely do visual. Like I'm just chilling over here in the woods. He's like, I got my Wi-Fi in my woods in the cabin. And then, you know, Rogan has everyone come in in person. Ferris does most of his not in person. So it was just cool to see that because there is no one specific way that like it has to be road mapped out. And I think that's yeah. a good thing to take. Great episode. It, that was the episode that he did 700. You talked about 700 million downloads. Incredible. Yeah, I hope everyone yeah. checks that out. Who's a podcaster or not. That'll, that episode will just help anyone get better at their craft, whatever it may be because of Tim's analytical mind and the way he's able to break things down in such an incredible way. But the biggest, one of the takeaways I had from that episode was just how he's been doing it for seven years, you know, like he's not been doing it for long. a while, <laughs> not I mean, that long. And also that long, right? Like both, you know, like seven years is not that, but he's also iterated on the process and gotten better. And I also took the similar idea that as you did, which was that he does his once a, once a week and Rogan does his three times a week. And it's like, there, there are multiple ways to get it, but I was very impressed with that episode. I think it was like three hours and I binged it all in yeah. one night. You know, it was so good. But yeah. does Danny Miranda write a book in the future? 100%. I mean, it's already written, right? That's how I think about it. It's just time hasn't caught up yet. But 
Yeah. I mean, I think that that'll be a huge piece to everything is writing yeah. a book for sure. It's been something that's creeping in my mind lately too. I know that you're, you know, you've done the blogs and you've been big on writing for a long time. How has writing yeah. influenced you and in the way you think and the way you view life? Writing is getting to know yourself better. And the more you write, the more I tweet, the more I reflect on my ideas, the better my ideas are. So it's it's simple, right? And so writing has been a huge critical component of everything I've done and hopefully will continue to do in the future. Yeah, it's it's a practice that I think I saw a really good visual of it. It's like this guy who's all upset and he's sitting down and it's like obviously red, you know, the color reflects how he's feeling and he's sitting there and he's writing down. It's like all this redness is like flowing down from his arm into his pen into the paper. And then the paper's like blue because it's just all this emotion that's coming through his body. It's going out into the journal that he's writing in. I mean, I, it's weird when you go back and look at some of the stuff that you've written, I've got like three or four now full and whenever I feel like I'm not making progress or not, you know, whenever I have those thoughts of doubt or whatever it may be, I go back and read some of that stuff and I'm just like, whoa, like different person. Yeah. I'm just like blown away. Like who is this dude that's writing in the journal that it's and some of it's like, dang, you were in a weird place there. And some of it's like, man, that's an awesome thought that I haven't thought of in a really long time. I wonder what puts you in that position to write that because I haven't even thought of that. I mean, it's, it's really cool just to have a timestamp of that also. That's what my Twitter is just time capsule. And it's so crazy because you really are a different person if you're growing and changing than you were a year ago. And to have that is so cool and such a, an incredible thing to reflect on. And I, I recommend like, even if you don't want to make it public, like start keeping a Twitter account for yourself or start keeping a, a daily journal, just like a way to reflect. It's such a beautiful thing. And I hope everyone gets to experience that level of joy you get upon reflecting a, about a previous version of yourself. As a creator, how do you balance your social media intake and to be able to separate yourself still and give yourself time outside of the screen and still be able, like it's your job. So, you know, you want to do it and you want to push this. It's part of it. But how do you like kind of separate that for your own mental side? Yeah, it's a really great question. I don't judge myself, right? Like if I spend 10 hours on Twitter a day, like it's all good. It is what it is, but I have to note it so that I don't get too far down the rabbit hole. And I get back to that place of, of peace and nothingness. And it's, it's hard too, because I'm in New York city, it's buzzing. It's crazy. It's this, that it's like nonstop. So you really need to find that time to go back into nature. I do at least because I need more nature time that I'm getting currently. So for me, that looks like booking trips and getting away and getting away from the city so that I can return back to what is. So were you in New York prior? You weren't in New York prior, were you? Or you were? Yeah. In the suburbs of in New York. Suburbs. And now, now you're in the city. city. Where yeah. in the city? Midtown. <laughs> Directly yeah, in, in the, the heart of everything. In the heart. <laughs> it's crazy for sleeping too. It's not good. It's like, I hear it all. Like, it's just, it's, it's something. But I'm really grateful I get to experience this at this moment of my life when I have energy, when I have youth, when I have just the will to create at a massive level. 
it, it would be much harder, I think, probably in my 30s or 40s or 50s. Of course. So I don't know if I'm going to be living in the city forever, maybe a, a quieter part, maybe, but just just grateful for this moment of just action, action, go, go, go. It's the, that's the phase of my life I'm currently in. Are you going to be there over Christmas in December? Potentially. Okay. I'm not well, sure. If you are, your boy is coming into town. <laughs> oh, baby. We will text. I'll let you know. I'm not, yeah. I mean, it could work out with the times, but I might. Yeah, I think I'm going to come in on the 21st to like the 27th. I'll fly into nice. LaGuardia and then my parents live in Bethel. So get to go out there, see them, see the family. My sister's flying in from LA and then always, always find time to go in and go to a Knicks game or go out, get some good food. And how's the, how is it there with COVID? Is it weird? I mean, people wear masks and stuff, but oh. it's pretty, I mean, yeah, it's pretty normal to me. This is what I'll yeah. say. I, I, that was one of the things that I really thought about when COVID was happening. It was like, man, I wonder what New York City is like a ghost town right now or something. It, like, was, it was, yeah. Weird, weird times. It, it definitely was, but it seems normal to me now. Yeah. How have you used that this time of, I don't even know what we want to call it, but just the pandemic and everything that's been going on and the craziness of, of the world and all of the noise that's happening outside and the animosity and the hate and all that. How, how do we... I don't how do we individually help each other to come together more through this time? Go internal, you know, go internal. And I'm so in my own zone, I'm in my own lane. Yeah. And it's like, I'm cultivating so much joy and love and peace within myself, or at least I'm trying to every single day that hopefully it's coming out into an interaction when I'm talking to somebody at a restaurant or whatever in a normal place. It's like, we're coming together in that moment. If I first am full of internal joy, peace, and love, but if I'm watching the news all day, or if I'm upset, or if I'm, if I'm really upset about the state of the world, well, I'm not cultivating as much joy and peace and love within myself. So for me, the answer is to go internal and hope that that spreads externally. Tell me a little bit about your vision, your Madison Square Garden vision. I just saw Joe Rogan at Madison Square Garden and I was upset he actually didn't sell it out. I think it's probably COVID related, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I would like to host a podcast at Madison Square Garden, maybe tour the entire United States and spread the energy I get from recording the podcast and having it in the feedback I get. I want to spread that to an arena, to a, a stadium. And you know what? I've been also thinking about like, I just want to spread it in a, in a five person room, you know, like it doesn't have to be an arena. Like start uh, doing it live, like some live exactly, sets. Exactly. I got to start doing live sets and get comfortable in front of the people because I'm sure it's different than it is recording on a screen and I got to pay my dues to get to that point. And so I, I would, yeah. Yeah. So I, if the timing works out, maybe we'll do one live, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would, I think, I guess Twitter space is kind of, it could be, you know, some good virtual, uh, yeah. practice, but I mean, yeah. anything live is going to be different. You know, there's yeah. always, you got a crowd of people sitting and listening to that live. I, I do think it's good to put yourself in those situations though. Talk about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. How has it helped you grow? 75 hard, baby. 
I didn't want to do it. And I just did it. And it just got, and I took one step in front of another and doing the marathon, like half marathon, like it's, it's just a matter of, you don't want to do it. Okay. Next thought. Okay. Let's do it. Like just doing that and making that a part of your routine and your mindset. Our life is so good. Our life is so comfortable. I mean, I'm speaking for myself and maybe you listening. Like my life is good. Like my life is comfortable, truly. So I have to do something uncomfortable. I have to get myself into a place of, I don't want to run today. Okay, fine. Let's run. Like doing that makes me stronger mentally, which allows me to get in touch with a more primal nature and allows me to improve my mindset and help more people, right? And so I'm better off for doing uncomfortable things. I'm sure you are as well. And it's it's just, a, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't start doing uncomfortable stuff. Yeah. It's almost like a signal to to yourself that you need to do it. When, when there's so much resistance, you're like, you need to take a step back. Why am I resisting this? What's like, let's peel back the layers here. It's like, why am I so against this? This thing that probably is really good for me. Like whether it's changing the way you eat, like changing the way that you exercise or how much water you're drinking, like small, small things. Like these were all compiled through time. I'm sure with you as well, um, that then became part of your lifestyle. And then it's like second nature. It's just subconscious habits that you've created, but it's by inserting those small things like one by one. And then you just look back and you're like, dang, like this is a life that I've created through small ripples. Yeah, 100%. And it's like, if you can just take that one small action today, whether that's meditate, you listen to this podcast, you're like, all right, I'm going to start meditating or I'm going to start doing 75 hours or I'm going to start doing this or that. Like you just need to do one thing and that one thing and getting that win will make you happier and make you more content and make you want to do the next small thing. And do it over and over and over again. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is doing the things daily that align with the person you want to be. When you've hit that point, you are successful mm. and you've made it. And that's like, that's it. That's the game of life right there in a nutshell. For me personally, if I'm doing daily, if what I'm doing daily aligns with the person I want to be, can't beat me because I already won. <laughs> Amen. Danny, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hey Danny Miranda, on Instagram at Hey Danny Miranda, on TikTok at Hey Danny Miranda. I see and you. Let's get it going. <laughs> I know. I spent the last year, bro. I spent the last year building my craft, getting better at my craft, and just going, going, going in terms of interviews. Now I'm going to still do that, sprinkle on the, on the next part of it but I'm going to add the awareness piece to the extremes. I'm going to try to go viral on TikTok. I'm going to try to use Instagram reels for what they are as an organic reach opportunity, yep. right? I'm going to try to increase the awareness of the platform after spending the year improving the craft. So year one, improve the craft. Year two, maybe increase the awareness. I don't know if I will, but I will certainly try. And that's going to be a fun journey for me to go through. Yeah. The reels thing has been huge. I mean, it's, I mean, Instagram straight up came out and said, we're going to push this. And I mean, yep. if you make good content on there, that is actually one of the ways that I've seen like some organic growth, like big percentage mm -hmm. numbers 
comparatively to like a normal post. So definitely. anyone that's listening, like start using that because it's part of the algorithm. I mean, you got to play the game there and that's definitely something that you got to keep the ear to. Mm-hmm. 100% ear to the streets. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the Breathing Air podcast. Mr. Danny Miranda, go check him out on all of his platforms. The content that he's putting out is going to be one that lifts you up and helps you get to your higher self. So Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure.